Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. No, baby, that's for somebody else. We're just going to keep you right where you're at right now. The Wrestling Realm presents Break It Down with Brian H. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this episode of Break It Down with Brian H. I'm your host, Brian H. Waters. This show, of course, is brought to you by the Wrestling Realm. Ladies and gentlemen, full disclosure here. I am recording this episode during Game 7 of the 2000. 19 World Series between the Washington Nationals against the Houston Astros. Currently, as I start the show, the score is Washington 3, Houston 2. So, you may see a a reaction out of me here and there. (coughs) Excuse me. But nonetheless, it's the World Series I got baseball on the television. I got I'm talking about wrestling. My two favorites, but brought together. Yes, this fact. I like wrestling and baseball more than basketball and football. Fight me. But here we go. As you saw, the title of the show, Lana and Bobby Lashley disrespect Rusev. So you may have seen this past Monday night on Monday Night Raw. The final segment before they turned off the before they left the USA network was the official divorce court between Rusev and Lana. Lana would come out there and say that Rusev was a sex addict, that all he wanted to do was have sex with her morning, day, I mean, morning, evening, in between. And Said that he wanted her to get pregnant, but she had other aspirations. Her modeling career was important to her. And I'm sitting there like, oh my goodness, why, why, why? So, I guess this is their way of making this make sense for us. Yes, a woman wants to be valued. She wants to be looked at more than an object. So, she found someone else. Lashley, that is, and her and Lashley started hanging together, and you know, so they trying to make it make sense. This makes you wonder, though, right? Go back earlier. Was it earlier this year? No, it was last year. Remember Lana and that night in Milwaukee, and it was Aiden English who told people what. Well, that something was happening with Lana. So it makes you wonder, was Aiden English a liar? Or maybe, you know, who knows? But no, in all seriousness, um, the thing that was so disrespectful about this, if you look on your screen, you'll see that Lana and Lashley are kissing each other 
while standing over Rusev. Rusev would come out there and, you know, Lashley came out there just kind of even a score after Lana and Rusev got into it real heavy. And Rusev started getting the best of him until Lana jumped in and hit him with a kendo stick and then allowed Lashley to hit him with a couple of low blows. So I've just, I don't know. I've never seen nothing like this before. What well, have usually doesn't end well, you know, Sad Macho Man Randy Savage, Kevin Sullivan. That's the one everybody thinks about. Kevin Sullivan, Chris Benoit, Nancy Benoit. At the time, she was married to Kevin Sullivan. Sullivan told her and Benoit, you two need to travel together. In order for people to believe this, this is the day before kayfabe was really broken. You guys need to be together all the time. And, you know, naturally, they worked themselves into a shoot where... They start realizing, hey, you know what? I'm feeling you. You feeling me? Let's be together. That's all I'm saying, folks. You gotta be careful with these situations. You know, you gotta be real careful. So, moving on. Going back to this Jordan Miles situation. Now, you may have been watching. You may have paid attention to Twitter. Um, like I say, he asked people to turn their photos black and white protest with him. Hashtag for the culture. Um, he issued an apology or so we thought. And he would continue, he basically said he don't care and give any about what anybody had to say. And he was tired. And I might have said this before, but what I did say, I might have said this on Sunday or Saturday. Sunday. But what I saw was a man who had had enough. When I look at those tweets, and, and, and Monday morning, he started just going off. I didn't say it. He started going off. He talked about the same company that employs Hulk Hogan after he apologized. Then he said FJ Lethal too, And a lot of people didn't like that. And here's my take on it. We don't know what was there. I do know ACH is is a good wrestler, a great wrestler. He believes he's the best in the world, as he should. Isn't it ironic that while he was in ROH, you never saw him climb up the racks? And that's the one of the things he said was he got tired of being held back by certain people. He wasn't allowed to surpass certain people. Um, To my knowledge, from what I saw, he took the FJ Lethal part down. But... You know, once you tweet something that's out there, so the screenshots all over the place. Call him Uncle Tom. Now, for folks who do not know, Google it, because I'm not going to get into it. But nonetheless, as we get ahead to the eighth inning, Nationals still up. This whole situation, you don't know unless you're... You, you, you just don't know the whole situation. Like I said, he said it. He was just, it's all this pent up frustration. And you can imagine sometimes with something pent up to someone, somebody else, it may not be a big deal. The shirt. Like I said, I, I, I showed it to some people who were non wrestling fans. Some people didn't get it right away. And these were black people, just to be full disclosure, those black ladies. But then I said, look at it again. Then I showed, then, you know, someone said, 
don't know. That kind of... Mm, now nah, I'm tripping. And I said, no, you're not. And I showed them a picture of blackface. And they said, yeah, that's, that's exactly what it looks like. So, people out there want to say he's whining over a shirt and this whole thing going to social media. We don't know the whole situation. He talked to Booker, Booker T. You've been asked about it a lot. So, he went out on his podcast or his radio show. Uh, yeah, his radio show. He talked about it. And he said that he didn't understand this whole thing. If you got a problem, you go to social media. We have to understand, folks. Booker T is from a different era. And yes, while he does understand social media, while he does understand um, new age technology, that's just this generation. We are in the social media age that when somebody treats you wrong, you can go to social media and get results. I'll give you an example. Wendy's gave my daughter chicken, spicy chicken nuggets, my four-year-old. Now, I said the four-piece chicken nugget meal for a, you know, kid's meal. So, that should let them know. So, I did it. I complained on Twitter. Wendy's DM'd me. Told me they take care of it. So, that's why. Or awareness. We quick to bring awareness to something that we're passionate about. But the moment somebody has an issue and they want to bring awareness to it, Oh, no, you need to shut up. You need to be quiet. Like I said, now, I wasn't there. Personally, if, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, man, maybe you should have said something to Vince at Triple H. But then again, I thought about it. And I took a step back. I said, I don't know. I was not there. He said, if this is Vince McMahon and Triple H's vision of me, then this is a slap in the face to every African-American fan, performer, and supporter. You know? Um, so I really hope you know, I, I'm praying for him, his mental health, that he can, you know, be stable because we do not know what went on. So before everybody goes out there and pass judgment, tells him how he should act, you just don't know. Let's move on. History will be made um, today, I should say. The podcast will come out. Um, Crown Jewel, the first time ever, two women will take on each other. In Saudi Arabia, it will be Lana, excuse me, Lana. It'll be Natalia taking on Lacey Evans. Now, I want you guys to pay close attention to the artwork. You'll see that it's close up on the face. We say that's what they did with everybody else, but more than likely, they'll probably be like Sasha Banks and Alexa Bliss when they uh, wrestled in the Middle East, and they were you know, recovered. But um, this is huge. I think this is really good. This is great for these two ladies. I don't have a problem with this match. I know people say, hey, why couldn't it be Charlotte or Becky Lynch? Why not? You know, let it be somebody different. You have Natalia, the veteran. You have Lacey Evans, lady who was in the military. That's the reason why, in my opinion. They went, they were smart with this. They went with someone different, but they also went with women they know who could kind of handle this. So um, this is be this is history, and hopefully this will open up the doors for change and more matches. Moving on, NXT Finn Balor has called out Johnny Gargano. Now he's made it be known that NXT is where he wants to be. It is not. He compared it. 
to broad uh said it's Broadway where SmackDown Raw Hollywood. He likes that feel. But he's called out Johnny Gargano. And ah man, this is gonna be good. Can you imagine the match these two are gonna put on? I mean I'll say if they've wrestled before, I haven't seen it. But the match these two are going to put on now, it's going to be amazing. I can't wait for it. But um, I'm going to go ahead and take my first break. I'll be back after this message. All right, so here's a clip of my interview with Amber Rodriguez. The full interview will come out later this week, so make sure you're subscribed so that you do not miss it. I didn't see myself end up here. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I thought I was done, but it's just, it's too much unfinished business, you know? What was the moment? Like, was there one moment, there, a single moment where you said, it is time, and you you knew it was like, there was, like, you was invested 100% all in on coming back? Honestly, I gotta say, like, when I saw my best friend, Nala Rose, do her thing, and she she made it like she's so big now and I'm so happy for her. Like, please don't get this misunderstood. Like I'm mm. so happy for her, but it got me wondering like, man, like what if I had stuck to it? You know what I mean? All right. So that's just a small snippet. Like I said, make sure you subscribe to the wrestling realm channels. The full interview will be available at the end of the week. And I'm back, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you are subscribed to the Wrestling Realm where you can get it on all your major platforms. So, the Kabuki Warriors, the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. Um, Paige introduced them on Monday night. And as Paige was talking, Oscar would grab the mic or Kyrie Sane would grab the mic. And he thought, okay, maybe they're a little anxious. No, that was not the case. As eventually... Oscar would spit the green mist in Paige's face, and that deemed that they were done with her. They no longer need her. After all, they are tag team champions. Um, so that was pretty cool. I'll tell you what wasn't, though. Afterwards, they, Kyrie Sane had a match with Becky Lynch, and Becky would win, but then she kind of, after a while, kind of just took out both of them. Didn't really care for that at all. I'm like, wait, how did, she's a champ. There, you know, I guess she's the champion. I guess you try to build her to be like this Stone Cold like character. But I mean, sometimes if Stone Cold wasn't taking out Mankind and um, Kane easily, so that's what I kind of had an issue with. I would have rather them see, you know, gang up on her and Becky need the help. But you know, that's just me nitpicking. Um, also, Monday Night Raw, we saw for the first time ever Natalia and Charlotte team up to go against the. Iconics. Um, what um, you know, it was a solid match. Natty and Charlotte picking up the win, as I would expect they would. But um, you know, the Iconics are the Iconics. I wish that they would get uh, some more momentum. I think personally that at the time they were the Raw Tag. I mean, the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. It was just a wrong time in the business for them. It was just that that crazy period um not everybody can survive that springtime of w spring summer of wwe and i just don't think they did i that's my opinion i just i think i hope they get the titles again because they are so good that you don't need to see them split up but i would love to see them get the titles again and have a better range just put them on pay-per-views let them defend the title 
that was the biggest issue right there. They didn't defend the titles. So a lot of times people forgot that they were champions. Moving on, speaking of tag team champions, the Kabuki Warriors would defend the titles on NXT this week against uh, Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai. In the end, it was Dakota. It was um, the Kabuki Warriors retaining the titles, but then all hell broke loose. We saw all the other ladies from backstage come out there, and it ended up with uh, Candice LeRae. Rhea Ripley, Tegan, and um, and Dakota Kai staring down Shayna Baszler, Jessamine Duke, Marina Shafour, uh, Io Shirai, and Bianca Belair. So, um, you know, you had all these women. That only means one thing. As CBS reported right away, breaking news, Shayna Baszler and... Rhea Ripley were named team captains of what? Well, William Regal had announced that there will be a war games. Yes, women's war games. Oh, boy. Um, so, yeah, those two as the team captains. I can't wait to see how this is going to play out. Um, this should be really good. Uh, you know, I'm interested to see because I see, like, Bianca Belair is with Shayna and them. I thought she was on the other side. So, I don't know. I want to see how it plays out. It's going to be 5-on-5, five five, so that's what I want to see. I believe that they are going to go in there and tear the house down. So, all right. War Games. We go from War Games to Full Gear. Coming up for the most prestigious prize in AEW, the richest prize in the company, the AEW Championship. Chris Jericho will defend the title against Cody He's Coming with Brandy Rhodes. So, on TNT this past week, uh, they had the official contract signing. Now, we've been watching wrestling long enough to know what happens at these contract signings. But Jericho said, nah, it's too nice of a table for somebody to get powerbomb through it. And that's exactly what didn't happen. Um, you know, he tried to shake his hand, Cody. Mm-mm. Didn't trust him, but backstage, his big brother Dustin was getting handled by Jake Hager and Sammy Guevara. And by the time Cody and um, Cody would get there, they you know it was all taken care of. But uh, that was different. I like that. I like instead of doing the cliche, we fight, we fight, we break the table, we can't sign the contract. Have it. Have something else go on backstage. That will pique the interest. This should be a good match. Cody Rose and Chris Jericho. Um, I'm hoping for a good match come full gear. I know, I'll say this. To me, Cody Rose has always been able to put on good matches. I think his match at WrestleMania 27 is off the slept one with Rey Mysterio because the WrestleMania was just not a good one. But that was a decent match. But to me, his best match, my second favorite match of the year was Cody and Dustin at All Out. So, we'll see what him and Chris Jericho are going to do next week, next Saturday, right here in Baltimore, Maryland. If you're going, let me know. I won't be there, but let me know. Tweet at the Wrestle Around. You know, let us know you're in a building. Ladies and gentlemen, we got new tag team champions. The first ever AEW tag team champions. 
and that is SCU. SCU, of course, defeating the Lucha Bros. So they moved up to three and two as a tag team. So congratulations to SCU, the new tag team champions of AEW. And ladies and gentlemen, you got to get a look at those championships. Gorgeous! <laughs> and that's all I'm going to say about that. So, moving on. Where on the street is, a couple of NXT wrestlers are requesting their release. Don't know how true it is, but that's the rumor and innuendo. I know I could have saved it up for Around the Net on the second part, um, the show that airs during the, uh, you know, the other part of the week. But no, I wanted to talk about it now. So around the, um, you know, wrestlers, the, the thing is they've been told there's empty promises that they're not getting raises. Just be like, look, just because we're on TV now, don't get cute. They ain't doing nothing else for you. So that's interesting. It sucks. It's unfortunate. I hope that eventually they will get their raise. Um, you know, the money changed for the video games. Obviously, money has changed. And I was talking to um, my boy, Blake. I don't care. I don't think you care about if I share this information. One of the points he brought up was we want things instantly. We 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 gotta have it. Well that changes things. That also like sort of devalues things. Think about the money that wrestlers were getting every time a DVD was sold, right? So if you sell a DVD ten thousand times, there's royalty to that. You sell a million copies, you get a you know a cut. So with WWE, they was producing so much DVDs so that if they release fifty in one year, right, and that's the pay per views, the uh, best of series, and the bio series, right? Bio series meaning like a DVD on the Rock, a DVD on Austin. So you figure, all right, well, there's 12 pay-per-views in a year, sometimes 13, sometimes 14. So that was 14 DVDs, right? Then there was, you know, I think at one point, it was every week, it felt like it. I say it because I'm buying them. Uh, well, we used to. But maybe, was, let's just say, for crap's sake, it was twice a month, there was a featured DVD on somebody. So if you appear in that DVD, you got paid. And that's to my understanding that the reason why this pay isn't going up yet because people don't pay for content the way they used to. Therefore, it kind of brings that value down. Uh, you know, I know at one point, I, if I miss Raw, I couldn't, or if I couldn't be home on Raw, I couldn't watch it. Now, I can watch it on my phone. So, um, you know, hopefully they get it together. We'll see. But I'm going to go ahead and take another break. I'll be back right after this. I don't know exactly what uh, what the heck we need. is this. What do you mean with that? Because look, what does it look like? Bro, you said what is this? You said you wanted some something big and possessed and stuff. Hold no, on. I, not this. This ain't it. No, no, bro, trust, no, me. trust no. me. No, bro, trust me. You're not listening to me. Trust me. This is good. I'm, Ready? No, here's what we need. What? You know oh. what we need? The wrestling realm is styling oh and profiling gosh. all over the internet wrestling no, community. Bro, bro wait. No. Bro, this is. I don't, listen, I don't care. You can leave all you want, bro. Listen. Diamonds are forever! Woo! And so is the wrestling realm. Woo! The limousine riding. Jet firing. 
Rolex wearing, diamond ring wearing, with... And I'm back, ladies and gentlemen. Alright, so you already know what the deal is. Subscribe to the Wrestle Round. Warren, what are you waiting for? Hit the subscribe button down low. You can get more of that type of content. Alright, moving on. Let's talk the new podcast. You know, I like to talk about podcasts. I like to talk about other podcasts. I'll mention something I hear. Why not, right? We talking about it. Might as well talk about it here. I would tweet about it. But uh, Corey Graves, he has a new podcast called Corey Graves. It's uh, called After the Bell. Now, here's the thing that WWE is doing. Some people may be annoyed by it. I haven't decided how I feel about it yet. We do these shows. We do these podcasts. We've been doing these for years, right? And all of a sudden, um, next thing you know, they started doing it. And it got to a point, it was like, all right, well, you know, people going to break the wall. We, we already know what goes on behind the scenes. Anyway, might as well talk about it. Uh, Triple H was on there uh, this week. And he said, you know, that was his pet peeve podcast. Now, I'm not going to lie, right? The thing that annoys me about podcasts is how easy it is to do. Because that makes everybody believe, oh, I could just start a podcast. But everybody's not having 89 episodes in their archives. Oh, I need to start a podcast. I need to start a YouTube channel. Oh, we're going to start a YouTube channel. It's not that easy. you know. And a lot of people just aren't good at it. And you may say, I'm not good at it. Thank you. You watch it. Uh, you may not watch it again. Or you may. I, you know, it's up to you. Um, I can tell you this, though. This is what I studied. I studied how to produce and edit. Sh shoot, produce, and edit. Um, and direct. Shoot, direct, edit. You name it. I can do it. I can edit my own audio. I edit my own video. All the stuff you see right here, when it's Breaking Down with Brian H, I do it. When it's the Wrestling Realm, that's the real the way now. That's what we do. We that The Wrestling Realm was born as we were practicing how to become better, uh, how, how to even become producers and editors while we were in school. But uh, yeah, so Corey Graves has one. And, you know, somebody else who just gets on the microphone and talks because he's talking about his audio technicians or whatever. But um, he had Seth Rollins on there. And Rollins was just basically, to me, coming off his belly aching and crying. Uh, people don't like me. I, a year ago, I was the internet darling. And now those same people who wanted me to beat up Brock, who wanted me to be champ, are rooting against me. So what? Boo-hoo. Nobody likes Seth Rollins anymore. At least I can speak for myself because I don't like saying that. I don't like saying nobody wants to see this. Nobody likes that. Nobody, apparently, is this one person who has a lot of opinions. Um, but the thing is, right, Rollins just, to me, is not the same. He always just is the same thing. Burn it down. Burn it down. He comes out there. He wrestles. Burn it down. Curb stomp. Gets beat up a little bit. Curb stomp. A pedigree. He's not what he used to be. Maybe to me he was a better heel. I liked heel Seth Rollins. His face, not so much. I like heel Seth Rollins, but hey, it is what it is, right? Um, but that was my thing. He just to me came off as just complaining about why things are the way that they are. Rollins, that's just the way it is, man. Um, so, uh, but he, you know, like I said, Graves, he had uh, Bailey on there. Bailey 
honestly came off as complaining, and y'all know I like Bailey, but to me it was just she had an attitude where she eventually hung up the phone, and so I'm like, okay, so is she a character or not? I just is she like my thing is was she really frustrated? Has all this stuff really been getting her? Because that's the way the character comes off on screen. But on that podcast, it felt like she was just trying to be in character. You know? And that's where I got annoyed. Rollins, for all intents and purposes, was him. You know, he brought up the fact about Kenny Omega and admitted that he did what he did for clicks. You know? He was clout chasing. He said it. Well, if I ever said that he's a great wrestler, people like, they can't do nothing with that. So, I had to say something else to get people talking. You know, but Bailey was talking about, well, I just cut my hair. I'm grown. I'm 20, I'm 30 years old. I'm still wearing a ponytail. Like, to me, she felt like she was trying to be in character. Uh, like I said, Triple H was on there. He talked about NXT. There are a lot of business talk. I can't wait to see. I would love to see him get Vince McMahon on that. Nobody's had Vince McMahon on that podcast. At least, you know, the wrestling podcast. So I would love to see him get Vince McMahon on it. He said he's going to ask all the questions that we have. So we're going to find out. Um, and then of course, he ended with the Nature Boy, Ric Flair, which was you know, pretty good. Um, so uh, moving on and going over to the NWA power, Ricky Starks. He slapped Aaron Stevens earlier during Aaron Stevens, you know, promo. Came out there, slapped him, and then he wanted a match. Stevens hadn't wrestled in months, and... He was not victorious as Aaron, uh, Ricky Starks picked up the win. That's the thing I like about NWA Power. Uh, shout out to my boy, Steven Michael Thompson. He was on the episode a few weeks ago. It's not predictable. See, this right here would have been like, okay, he comes out there. Young man comes out there, smacks the vet. Next thing you know, the vet gets the win. Build up for a bigger match down the line. Vet will put the young man over. But no, he caught him slipping. And he got the last hit. And then he went in the ring, and he got the last pin. That's what I like. Do not make this predictable. Something else that wasn't predictable was Marty Bell. Marty Bell said her and Allison K are friends. Allison K is the champ. Allison K before that came out there, did a promo, told Marty Bell, like, yeah, you're good, but you ain't ready for my title. Told Ashley Vox, I beat you. So now you're thinking, okay, they're going to have a match. Marty Bell's going to win, and she's going to face Alza K for the NWA Women's Championship. Wrong! <laughs> Especially, I mean, Marty was victorious last week. Not this time. Marty Bell went out there, and she got caught slipping. She went for her finisher. Ashley Vox escaped it and was able to school her for one, two, three. That's the cool stuff. This is what's going to have me to it. I knew I was on here a few weeks ago saying that I didn't like, it felt cheesy, that studio wrestling isn't my thing, and that, you know, the promos felt like they were trying too hard. But these promos that was cut on this recent episode felt real. It felt natural, and that's why I'm invested. I'm going to watch this program. So, moving on to... Impact Wrestler. You may know, I said it earlier uh, in the last episode, that they have a new look. They got, you know, red color scheme. And they have a new world's champion. And his name is Sammy Callahan. Sammy Callahan defeated Brian Cage at a taping in a 
cage match, ironically, to become the new Impact Wrestling World Champion. Now, one of the things he did, he went on Twitter. Uh, no, Tommaso Ciampa went on Twitter, basically said they would both start their careers, you know, at the same time. Sammy went to WWE, Tommaso Ciampa went to ROH, they both hated their careers, they both left the companies, and now Sammy uh, Callahan is a champion. And Callahan will reply, uh, basically, in so many words, like, I don't care what you said, I'm not going to thank you for what you said, and he gave him two middle fingers. So, mm, whatever, you know, I'm not a Sammy Callahan fan, never has been. I remember a couple years ago when in 2012 when he was amongst one of the hottest people in 2011, 2012, and people said, oh, yeah, but he's this, this. I don't care. I'm just not invested, you know. Uh, Cross paths with him at CZW. So, you know, just not a fan of his at all or, you know, as a wrestler or as the person. Um, But, you know. He was confronted by a nemesis, and her name is Tessa Blanchard. Tessa came out there and said, you know, didn't say any words. I didn't see the match, but this is from what I heard. Shout out to my boy Terrence. Terrence Williams of Talking About Wrestling. As Terrence did a a quick thought, make sure you download that. Go to Talking About Pod on Spotify or iTunes or Anchor and check out Terrence because he had a lot of good insight uh, about this, he watched the match, but um, one of the things he did say, I have to agree that I think Impact Wrestling is doing is trying to get ahead of the curve, make Tessa your world champion because she looked like she's ready to take the title from Sammy Callahan. She came up this short for the X Division title, so why not put the world championship on her? Why not have the people talking? And I gotta admit, you know, in the ring, she's one of the best out there. I don't want to see her in WWE, though. I feel like she'll get lost in the shuffle. I think this is good for her. So, I want to see... And maybe even AEWs. So I want to see what's going to happen. So, um, but, you know, I do think she'll be the first women's champion. And then I think WWE... First women, uh, women to be a world champion. And honestly, I think WWE will follow suit. But I don't think it'll be for the big belt. I think it'll be for either the U.S. title or tag titles or the... Um, Intercontinental Championship. So, now, it's time for Wrestling for the Culture. It's time for Wrestling for the Culture, where we take a look inside to see what the wrestlers of color have been doing this week. Wrestling for the Culture, of course, brought to you by the Wrestling Realm so, this week, Aisha Raymond is coming to you from over in, let me make sure I got that, I believe she's in the UK, um, but, uh, well, she's overseas, she's not in the United States, but I just want to make sure I got this right, um, yes, yeah, I got it right, she's coming to you from the UK, she DM'd me at the, on the Wrestling Round, at Wrestling Round, and said, Guess who's competing? Guess who just competed in first women's wrestling tournament in Austria? So shout out to her. Congratulations. I think that's a big deal. Having, you know, anytime you're a part of being the first, to me, it's a big deal. It's history. It's history being made. And Aisha Raymond uh, was able to go out there and 
do that. So um, make sure you guys follow her at Amazon Aisha Ray on Twitter. So um, yeah, make sure you give her a follow. She was in the WWE Mae Young Classic. Um, so you may be familiar with her workshops in the first one. So yeah, check her out. Moving on. The Street Profits, they want the smoke. Yes, <laughs> they want the smoke. Straight up, they want the smoke, you know. Um, if I can this graphic, I guess I can. Um, yeah, there it is for you guys. Yeah, the Street Profits want the smoke. Bottom line, they send them, you know, give them good tag teams to wrestle. Give them, you know, I want to see them... Compete. I know they're going to be in, I believe they're going to be in this match in Saudi Arabia with all, all the tag teams. Uh, if they're not, shame on WWE. But I want to see what happens with these guys. Give them an opportunity. Um, you know, they were former NXT champions. And they're funny. There's somebody I'll tune in and see what they're doing. So I want to see what happens when they get gold around their waist. And then last but certainly not least, shout out to... The Hitman, hi, um, how do you say it? Yeah, Hitman Hire, uh, Mr. Grimm. I'm saying hi. The Hitman for Hire, Mr. Grimm. He'll get on me. Uh, like, come on, man. But a shout out to him becoming the first ever C3W champion. Um, so he won the tournament and he is now the champ. So congratulations to him. As always, make sure if you're out there, you're a wrestler of color, make sure you send your content in to the Wrestler Realm or tweet us and use the hashtag Wrestler for the Culture. I know right now it's trending is for the culture, courtesy of Jordan Miles. Definitely partake in that. Um, you know, I feel that, you know, we should support him. I know some people out there feel maybe he's lying. That has not, I don't think he's lying. I think the stuff happened, you know. Some people say he saw the shirt. Maybe he did, but maybe he didn't. Only time will tell. But guess what? No matter what, whether he saw it or he didn't see it, maybe he didn't catch on right away. Maybe he did. It's still not right. It's still something that I know I would not be comfortable wearing or my children would be comfortable. I would be comfortable with my children wearing. So the bottom line is, you know, I don't understand what the thought process was behind that. I can share some information with you guys that in my shoot job, we were looking at different concepts of design. And as we were looking, everybody had to like give their feedback. There were times where my coworkers saw things that I didn't see. None, none of this stuff was offensive. But it just goes to show you what the eye sees. What my eye see is different from what your eye see. So... Maybe somebody didn't catch on. Maybe somebody did. But once the man was offended, I thought it should have been in the discussion. It should have been taken down. And, you know, we got to get out of this. Oh, we're so sensitive. We're so, um, we are, yeah, we're sensitive. We don't like things. Uh, so what, you know, um, with everything, we get offended by everything. If somebody gets offended, they get offended. The difference is people's getting offended all the time. It just wasn't social media. So you didn't have to deal with it. Now there is. So that's my TED Talk. I'm Brian E. Schwartz. But ladies and gentlemen, make sure you are following the wrestling realm. Y'all know the deal. And if you don't, um, it's right there for you. Follow us. Subscribe. Like us. Share us. 
tell your friends about us. Until the next time, I'm Brian H. Waters, and I gotta do it one time. Yeah, or you know, y'all may think, okay, I'm wearing black and orange because it's Halloween. No, that's not the case. I went to Baltimore City College High School in Baltimore, Maryland, and we are getting set for our homecoming, taking on our rivals and an opportunity to take the lead in the series since 1985. So I'm going to end the show right now with City Forever. Omnibos. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Break It Down with Brian H. Hit the subscribe button and turn on the bell so you get notified every time the Wrestling Realm posts new content.